Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 7, World War II at Home. Governor Wells, Mr. Allen, members of the Vermont legislature, salvage workers, and guests. From the nation's capital last fall came a clarion call to our people. 1942 and the United States is at war. With American troops fighting in Europe and the South Pacific, the civilian population joins the battle on the home front. It is a, an inspiring privilege to stand before you tonight and officially confirm the fact that Vermont has won the greatest voluntary civilian battle thus far conducted on the war's home front, the 1942 Battle of Scrap. Walter H. Wheeler, Jr., then New England Regional Director of the War Production Board, speaking at a 1942 Salvage Awards dinner. Fighting the war at home was an all-out effort, of which the Battle of Scrap was only a part. Since I was ineligible for military duty, we all did volunteer duty. And to me, the volunteerism in that period was a remarkable part of the home field. George Kidder volunteered as an auxiliary firefighter during World War II, as Bernice Wheeler, Georgina Badamini, Erlene Leonard, Wilma Farman, and Madeline Davidson recall, Vermonters of all ages played a role in the war effort. I did a lot of knitting, and people, you know, the women would get together and we'd make the bandages, cotton usually. We were airplane spotters. You called, it was a number, if you saw a plane going over, you called this certain number and identified this plane into the time that it was going over. We didn't have too many planes to report, though. I had a book with those little defense stamps in it, and every week my grandmother would give me some money, and I'd go to the post office and buy those little stamps and paste them in the book. And then you get so many books, you'd get a bond, you know. Every Friday when everybody got paid at the mill, there'd be a little line over there, all the kids going to get their defense stamps. Sometimes they only had five pennies, but they would save their money until they had enough for a stamp. And one time, I remember, we went and got milkweed pods, tons of them. They used it for jackets, for safety jackets. And I can remember going up to this vacant farm and picking milkweed, big, big bags of it. This was our science class that we would do on a nice afternoon. To ensure adequate supplies for both military forces and civilians, the federal government instituted the rationing of various commodities. There was rationing on sugar, on coffee, on butter, shortening, gasoline. And you had a book of stamps, and it depended on your family and so forth as to what you had to use. And it was for a length of time. And so you could have tear out a coupon and use it as you saw fit. But you ration it yourself. You ration your coupons yourself to make them stretch. Although patriotism ran high, shortages and rationing required a spirit of self-sacrifice, and at least a few people devised ways of getting more than their allotted share of some goods. One uh, 
woman went in and asked for some bird seed when she was wanted some coffee. This was an understood arrangement. <laughs> and he said, does your bird perk or drip? <laughs> does your bird perk or drip? So she said her bird perked and got the right kind of coffee to go with her bird. Well, that kind of thing. The years of sacrifice and volunteerism that characterized World War II at home came to an end on August 14, 1945. 7 p.m. Eastern Wartime, Bob Trout reporting. The Japanese have accepted our terms fully. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the Second World War. The United Nations... I just remember the day it ended, and they rang the church bell, and everybody was running up and down the street. And then they had bonfires up at the on the auditorium hill. People just were milling all over. Horns were honking. It was good feeling. A good, good feeling. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.